You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. This is what it says. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I want to talk to you this morning about white, white as snow, white as snow. God placed into my spirit this message for this morning. I was in conversation with another minister a while back, and we were chatting and talking about this subject, and God laid it into my spirit to minister in this service this morning on this topic, white as snow. When you're looking at the color red, and we, we take for granted a lot of times our colors, and maybe we don't always know exactly how they came to pass. But red existed in several shades, and the dye that was extracted was, was taken from the bodies of, of a, an insect. And one of the red colors that was created from that was crimson. And linen of this color was used in the tape, temple trappings, and, and you can read that Old Testament. Uh, and this artificial color uh, that was, it, it got to a place where it was practically permanent. Um, when you looked at crimson, it, uh, when it, the dye was put in, it didn't leave. You couldn't get it out. And, and you see in Scripture, and even in the verse that I'm reading to you, it is figuratively of sin. Another shade of the color of red was called scarlet. It was the color of the cord that was around the wrist of Zerah. It was the scarlet that was used in a great deal in the tabernacle. It was the color of the cord that was extended from Rahab's window. It was a mark of prosperity. Scarlet was also described in the robe that was placed upon Jesus at Calvary. Since the robe was described as purple in other places, these two colors were not always distinguished as being separate during the New Testament times. And so when you talk about scarlet and crimson, uh, as indicated elsewhere, these Hebrew words were uh, rendered uh, throughout the Scripture in different words, words like caramel and tola and shami. The method of producing these colors was obtained from the insect which feeds on a species of live oaks that grow that grew in the southern Europe and Turkey and in Asia. The modern dyer uh, can obtain several shades from the insect by varying the mordants or the assistance used with the dye. So depending on how much they use, they get different colors. And some of the Syrian dyers still use this insect, commonly called dud or what we would know as a worm. And although most of it is uh, now in 2023 is resorted to artificial uh, dyes, uh, they, uh, and that, those are called foreign worms, uh, but there is some that would still use uh, the dye from this insect to make the color scarlet or crimson. 
even the, the ram skins dyed red uh, that were tanned in the, the sumac. It's laid out on a table and a solution of dye is added and it's rubbed in. It actually becomes shiny. That's still even done to this day. And after the dye is in the skin, it is rubbed to, uh, with an oil and finally polished so that it looks uh, uh, shiny and it looks nice. But when you look at Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, come now, let us reason together. Let's talk about this. This is addressed to the nation of Israel. And the same exhortation is made to all of us as individuals today. Everybody was a sinner. All have sinned, the Bible said, and come short of the glory of God. Not one of us uh, has been excluded from that. We're all a work in progress, and I thank God for it. Uh, but he said, come now and let us reason together. What does that mean? It's denoting a kind of contention, an argumentation which occurs in the court of justice where the parties reciprocally state the grounds of their case. God is addressing the magistrates particularly, and he's commanding them to seek judgment, to, to relieve the oppressed, and to ju do justice to the orphan and to the widow. You see that in that passage. All of this which uh, uh, as, uh, the, the terms are, are taking out of what we know as the court of law. He continues that type of language and, ad and addresses uh, them as accustomed to the proceedings of a court and promises and purposes to submit this case as if it was on trial. Proceeds in this chapter 1 verse 18 of, of Isaiah to, to, to talk about the principles that come with this reason. Come now, he said, and let us reason together. He's going to use two examples that, and that's used a lot of time in Scripture to back up uh, what the first example is saying. And so he says, though your sins be as scarlet. The word that's being used here denotes properly a bright red color, much prized by the ancient people of the day. The Arabic verb uh, the, uh, here means to shine, and the name was given to this color. It was supposed to be uh, some on an account of splendor or a very bright appearance. And our word scarlet, denoting really a bright red, expresses kind of the color in the same intended way. But the color was obtained from the eggs of this small insect, worm-like uh, uh, insect, uh, and, and that's found on the oak. And, and, and they would take this, uh, this dye, and, and you'll even at times see where they double-dyed, or, or they wanted to repeat the process to even maybe make it a deeper color. The interpretation that's being derived here is from the, the sense of the Eric, a word that is to shine. It's a permanent color. It will be a lasting effect. You can't get rid of it by yourself. That's the idea. Every one of us were in that situation when it came to sin. Not one of us could get rid of it ourselves. No one else could take it away from you. Uh, brothers, sisters, family, mothers couldn't do it for you, father couldn't do it. No one else could take it away. It was permanent in your life. Something had to replace uh, the opportunity that said, I'm going to take away this permanent demonstration, uh, uh, understanding of what it represents, sin. 
when you talk about white, it's the emblem of innocence. It, it of course, uh, would be what we would consider the opposite of something that couldn't be taken away. Hence, uh, you see the... Uh, we, we, maybe our first thoughts are we think of black or we think of something dark when, when we think of sin. But in the scripture, he's re- repeating and, and saying our sins are, is, are as scarlet. They're as scarlet. The idea is it's fixed. A fixed color. Neither dew nor rain nor washing, long usage. None of it would remove it. The permanency of sin in my heart cannot be taken care of by itself. No human means can replace the sin that's in my life. None. None can take away the sin that would be in anyone's life this morning. By itself. So the effort of man, no, no external rites, no tears, no sacrifices, no prayers, nothing that you could do that would be sufficient in your own ability. They're fixed deep in the heart. They're in the web of the cloth of our life. That's why the Bible says our righteousness is as Filthy rags. I'm not trying to make people look. We're all in the same boat. Our righteousness this morning is as filthy rags, the Bible says. But the wonderful thing is he doesn't stop the verse there. He doesn't say our sins will be as scarlet and there's no hope. There's nothing we could do. We could never get past it, never get around it, never get over it. No, he doesn't say that. He says they shall be as white as snow. That is the deep fixed stain that no human power could remove can still be taken away. It can still be pardoned in our life. The soul can still be made pure, made free. White in all ages. The emblem of innocence and purity can still happen in your life and my life today because of something more powerful than what you or I could ever do. Let me tell you this morning, there is no man of God, there is no woman of God, there is no saint in the church that can change your life. Amen. The only thing that can change your life this morning is a higher power that is greater than you or I. If we, you, me, are going to be as white as snow, the innocence of purity and the power of a cleanness in our heart, it's going to have to be something greater than you or I. He goes on, and he repeats another phrase that's similar, just to emphasize the point. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. He's using the same effect. He's not trying to get across a different idea. He's not trying to get across a different thing. He's just using another example of the same, the same color that's dyed from the same insect 
to be similar as it would be if it wasn't there. He's using it wool and crimson in this case instead of scarlet and snow. He's using the same idea. And the power of what's being spoken of in this verse is what can make your scarlet, my scarlet, sin-stained life as white as snow. What is it this morning that can transform our life in such a dramatic way? What is it? Well, when you look at Matthew 27, everything in scriptures is there. None of it's by coincidence or by accident. Matthew 27, 27, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. See, when, when, um, when Jesus was there that day, it wasn't an accident that they put on him a scarlet robe. Immediately, the verse after says, and when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. See, the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, Almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. If my life was going to change, if your life was going to change, it was not going to happen on its own. And so the pattern was, was put in place that the almighty God would come as man and he would allow himself to be stripped of his garments and put a scarlet robe upon him in the people's minds they were doing it with mockery they were doing it with shame but in Jesus' mind he had something greater in store a pattern of things that, that would purify your life and would purify my life Christ uh, uh, the Bible says in Hebrews 9, is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once, once, in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. He allowed that scarlet robe to be put on him. And they had no idea that when they were crucifying him, what powerful event was taking place that was prophesied by Isaiah of the Old Testament. It wasn't just uh, any blood uh, that was running down from the crown of thorns uh, that was on his head. It wasn't just uh, any blood that was running down the back uh, as they whipped him. Uh, it wasn't just uh, uh, any blood that was coming out of his hands and his feet. Uh, and when they drove the spear through his side, uh, it wasn't just another blood flow. The understanding of this, it was the only way the only way for my scarlet sins uh, to be as white as snow. 
it had to happen through his blood. If you want to do a neat little object lesson sometime, find yourself a piece of red plastic that's you kind of can look through and get a piece of cloth the exact same color and put it behind that plastic and what's so powerful is when you look through that plastic the color of the cloth behind becomes white oh it looks red when you haul it away but behind it looks white see when he sees me when he sees you he sees you and I through the blood of the lamb when he sees me he sees the blood of the lamb he sees me as worthy and not as I am he views me in garments as white as the snow. For the Lamb of God is worthy. And he washed me. This I know. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This wasn't just a, well, you know, he'll put a band-aid on the situation. Uh-uh. It wasn't that at all. It was the opposite of that. He was going to take my scarlet sins and make it as white as snow. Red blood and red sins makes my life white. That can't be done with human power. That can't be done with some sophisticated scientific way. No, no, no. That's done only by the blood of an almighty God who was willing to die on my behalf. Amen. I thank God for the power of his blood, white as snow. The Old Testament example is seen in Leviticus. Leprosy was a type of sin. And for leprosy to be cleansed, you can read this in Leviticus 14, verse 3, And the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds, alive and clean, and cedar wood, and scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, it shall take it, and the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them. Dip them in the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. This was a process for cleansing leprosy in the Old Testament. Leprosy being a type, an example of sin. Look what it says. I don't have time to go through every piece. But look what it says this morning. It says that he will, he will take uh, two birds, one representing the Lord and one representing you. And the bird representing the Lord, will be killed. And you will be dipped in the blood of that bird that was killed. 
Now, we don't do that literally. This was the process that was being done in the Old Testament for the cleansing of leprosy. But the type, the example of what's given to us in the New Testament is still the same. My, my sins are as scarlet. He even adds scarlet right into the process. Hyssop is a representation of faith. And by the power of the faith of his blood, when I'm dipped in it, my cleansing happens this morning. Everybody in this room, everybody that's watching, or listening online this morning. You have the ability to be white as snow. I thank God for it. Some within our society don't even like us talking about blood. They feel like it's too out there, too gross. Let me tell you, you can't be saved without the blood of Jesus. It can't happen. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Oh, yes, we're not doing daily sacrifices of animals, and we're not going uh, into the tabernacle like they did through the Old Testament, uh, but we have a literal uh, opportunity to come boldly into the throne room of grace this morning and, and obtain mercy because Jesus once uh, and for all gave his life, uh, amen, as a supreme sacrifice uh, that you and I could be white uh, as snow. You can even look in Leviticus 14. Later on in the chapter, it uses the same process for the house. I won't go through it all, but verses uh, uh, down to verse uh, 48, down to verse 53, uses the same process uh, that it did for leprosy. And the cleansing of that process in Leviticus, Paul writes and he says in Ephesians chapter 1 to the church at Ephesus, in whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the redemption power of your precious blood that gives me an opportunity to be white as snow. I can't do it in myself. I can't do enough deeds. I can't give enough money. I can't do enough good things. I can't live long enough. I can't come from the wrong family, right family. I can't come from the right area, wrong area. None of those things will do it. The only thing that will make me as white as snow this morning is the power of his blood on my scarlet sins. That's it. We have redemption through his blood. Thank you, Jesus. Look at the Old Testament example in Joshua chapter 2. Joshua chapter 2, it's the story of Rahab. In verse 18, behold, this is the two spies and her have her conversation. And she's, she's wanting her family to be spared. She's wanting her, her family to be spared because she's hid, hid the spies. And they lived, she lived in the wall. And this is the same walls that was going to be walked around. And God was going to give direction. And the walls of Jericho were going to come down flat. And she lived in the wall. And this is what's stated in verse 18 of Joshua 2. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. Get as many people as possible in the house 
It's never changed. Oh, we're not talking about a building as such, but get as many people as possible in the church. As many people as possible under the cover of safety. As many people. And Rahab, if you do this, you will be spared. Everyone that comes into the house that has the scarlet thread hanging out the window will be spared. The rest of the walls of the city are going to fall flat. And the whole city is going to be destroyed. And Joshua means business. And God's given him direction. And the direction is going to be followed, Rahab. And let me tell you, everything else is going to be destroyed. But the window that has the scarlet cord hanging from it, and everybody in that house will be spared. It shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his own head. Can I just make it simple for you? That will be your own fault. That will be your own fault. And we will be guiltless. That's what they said. But whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head. If any hand be upon him. If anything happens to them, we're guaranteeing their safety. And if thou utter this our business, then we'll be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according unto your words, so be it. I'm taking you at your word. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she didn't stop there, folks. She did exactly what she was told to do. And she bound the scarlet line in the window. This is a type of what is available to you and I this morning. Oh, it was a scarlet cord. But it wasn't a blue cord. It wasn't a purple cord. It wasn't a yellow cord or a white cord. It was a scarlet cord. It is a representation of the power of something that can protect you from everything in this world. The enemy is going to come in like a flood. But the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard against him. Let me tell you this morning, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his Spirit. It's the Spirit of the Almighty. Amen. His precious blood that will make you as white as snow. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus as the music comes. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were far off, were made or are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You know what he's telling me? 
doesn't matter how far I am away this morning. It doesn't matter how far I've gone. It doesn't matter where I'm coming from. I'm made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the scarlet cord be hung in your window this morning. Let the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, be applied to your life. He writes to the church of Colossia, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Peter clarifies it and he said, For as much as you know, that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, this is not anything that you could do. That's what he says. Nothing else could redeem you but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. No, not corruptible things as silver and gold. No, no traditions, no, no conversations can't be done by my dad. Can't be done by my family tree. None of those things. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And John sums it up and he writes in Revelation chapter 1. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. How is it that it's even possible this morning for you to be white as snow when your sins, my sins, are as scarlet? The scripture does not lie. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. The only thing that can take the dye out of my life of sin is his precious blood. And when he sees me, he sees me through that blood. He sees me as worthy, not as I am. He views me in garments, not my filthy rags of unrighteousness. No, He views me in garments as white as the snow. Isaiah was writing prophetically that the precious blood of Jesus could accomplish for every one of us Though our sins be as scarlet, they could still be as white as snow. Aren't you thankful for the power of His blood this morning that has washed you as white as snow? Sing it. Join us in the altar this morning. If you've never been cleansed this morning from your past, 
If your life this morning is needing a cleansing, His blood is still flowing. His blood's still powerful enough. His blood can still cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today's the day. Come and thank Him, would you? Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.